right, so just by way of recap, let me just quickly, very quickly, just go over uh, some of the areas that I was sharing on this word, tarry. So tarry, once again, just to remind us, is a word that's in the King James Version of the Bible, and it simply means to stay. It means to remain. It means to, uh, it means to remain within the presence of God. And tarrying is centered around praying, when we spend time in God's presence. But it's talking about staying, remaining in the presence of God. And the key scripture was in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, which says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak, it shall not lie. Though it tarry, in other words, though it delay, or though it doesn't come on time, it says, wait for it because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. Then we, I went through a few uh, portions of scripture. I made mention of the fact that when we pray and spend time in God's presence, it's important that we use the word of God to, as we pray. So we speak God's word back to him when we're praying. I made mention of the book of, of Psalms, which is one of the, one of the uh, example references in the Bible that we can use. And I, I, I spoke about Psalm 27 and using that as a, as, a, as an example of how we can speak God's word back to him and speak to God and tell him about his promises to us as we're praying. Then um, I mentioned about one of the central things with regards to tarrying is faith. It's so important that when we come before the presence of God and we're tarrying and we're speaking to him away in his presence, that we come with a heart of faith. The Bible says that all things are possible to those who believe. So by virtue of us having faith when we come into the presence of God, anything in accordance with God's will that we bring to God by faith as we tarry in his presence, God can do those things. So we made, we, we made mention of those that faith is central to when it comes to tarrying, waiting in God's presence. I also mentioned an interesting scripture in Psalms 119, verse 29, um, where David says, keep me from lying to myself. And I made mention that at times that when we are living our lives, that there are things that the enemy wants us to do to sidetrack us from being in God's will. And this prayer is a good prayer to pray. Lord, keep me from lying to myself. So allow me to be in a position where when I'm in the presence of God, that I can hear from God and that I'm not allowing my own thoughts or I'm allowing my feelings to sidetrack me and cause me to be lying to myself about what is the will of God for my life. And this is a prayer that David himself prayed. And I was encouraging us that as we tarry and remain in God's presence, that we also add this to our prayer. So Lord, keep me from lying to myself. Let me know in your presence the things that I should be doing in this season of my life and the things that I should not be doing. Then I, I mentioned the story of Abraham that we know, who himself tarried in God's presence. As we know, he was believing for a child. And God eventually blessed him. But between the time God blessed him with his, his son Isaac and the time or the period of time that he was believing for a child. Abraham had to spend time tarrying in God's presence, believing, trusting, not looking at the natural, 
not looking at the things that were taking place, not looking at the number of years that had passed and, he, and nothing seemed to be taking place, not looking at his wife that he knew was getting older. And she went through menopause and physically, naturally, she was not, not able to give birth. He wasn't looking at those things, but he was looking at God. And as we know, God performed a miracle. And both Abraham and his wife, Sarah, had a child. Sarah at the age of 90-something. So this is all part of tarrying in the presence of God. So now we've come to almost like the second to last or so week of 2023. And it's a good time really to reflect on how the year has been. It's been a very difficult year for many of us. It's been a very challenging year for different ones. It's been a transitional year for many where it's like some things have ended and, and, a, and a new thing is coming forward as a church. It's been a transitional year, as we know, because we're now going from being a, a decentralized church or branches to being a centralized church for a, a season. And only God knows how long that season will be. So there's been a lot of things happening around this year. And it's a good time to tarry and to reflect and to remain in God's presence. And also to think about what's ahead, 2024. What are the things that God is saying to you that God wants you to do in 2024? The way that you know is by tarrying in the presence of God, putting yourself in God's presence and allowing God to speak to you and communicate to you exactly the things that he wants you to do in 2024. And just the scripture that I read in, in, in the book of Habakkuk, um, and most of us do this, you don't just enter the year um, without looking what God wants you to do in that year. So the Bible says, write, the, write down the vision on tablets and make it plain. So there are things that God wants you and I to do in 2024. And the way that we know that is by tarrying and spending time. So I want to encourage you, and we're going to do an exercise before the end of this session where we're going to just spend a, a brief moment in time tarrying and allowing God to speak to us and remaining and staying in the presence of God to hear um, what God is saying to us about 2024. But I want to read a few more versions of scripture just to labor on this point about how important it is for us to be in the presence of God and to stay in God's presence, to hear what God is saying to us. This, is a vo this portion of scripture I'm going to read is scripture that many of us know, and I'll go into it. It's 1 Samuel. I'm reading from uh, chapter 1, from verse 9 onwards. And it says this, it said, Once after a sacrificial meal in Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire life. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Verse 12 says, as she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her 
Seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. Verse 14, must you come here drunk, he said to her. Throw away your wine. Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Verse 17, in that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. Then verse 19, said the entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord, the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah, where Elkanah slept with Hannah, and the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, say in due time, in due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. Amen. This is one of the classic examples of tarrying, waiting, and expecting by faith in the presence of God. Hannah was desperate. She wanted something. She wanted a son. So what did she do? She didn't just find somebody, sleep with somebody, and then waited for the baby to come. She spent time tarrying. The Bible said that she was desperate. She was in anguish and in sorrow as she prayed. So much so, the Bible said that when Eli looked at her, when she was praying, Eli thought she was drunk, that she was out of her head. That's how desperate she was when she prayed because she had a vision. Her vision was, I want a son. So she brought that vision before the Lord in, form, in the form of tarrying in the presence of God. And I believe that her desperation and her faith mixed with that desperation touched God in such a way that he blessed her, the Bible says, and gave her a son to the glory of God. And we know that this son, Samuel, was probably one of the greatest prophets um, in the Bible because there was a mantle that God had on him. But had Hannah not been desperate to pray and to seek God in a way that she did, Samuel may have never been a, a born. Samuel may never have been uh, coming to this world. But it started through this desperation that was inside of her that she brought before God. And I'm saying this to say that each and every one of us, there's something inside of you, there's some kind of, of vision that God has given to you. But are you desperate like Hannah for that vision to eventually come to pass? Now I want to encourage you, take the example of Hannah. There are things that God has placed within you that the only way they'll be birthed and come out is by you going before God, shutting the door behind you. And it's literally you and God. You are tarrying, you are desperate. You are bringing that thing before him. As I said to you already, in two and a bit weeks time, or just under two weeks, or just over two weeks, it'll be 2024. There are things that you, and I'm just, let's put God to one side, which, you know, humbly he knows what that means when I say this. 
there are things that you in your mind are thinking, these are the things I want to do in 2024. Okay? And how those things are going to happen in your mind, I'm sure that there's a, you know, an idea and a plan that you have. But then there are things that I said that God himself specifically wants you to do in 2024. And it's for you to close the door behind you and put yourself in a position to hear what God is saying in order for you to ensure that those things, well, firstly, that you, under, that you know or you identify those things. And then once God reveals whatever it is that those things I want you to do are, then you then ask him, Lord, show me how. What do I need to do? But you bring it before him in faith. And as you do so, just as Hannah brought the same petition in her heart, which was for a son before God, and was desperate before him, and prayed and sought him in a way whereby, you know, people thought she was crazy. God saw her heart, honored her, and blessed her with her son. And in the same way for each one of us, God will do the same as we bring our petition before him in the presence of God. And I want to encourage each and every one of you as a lifestyle, as we begin to enter into the new year, this positioning of tarrying, of presenting ourselves in a position of, of, of staying and remaining in God's presence, seeking him with desperation. I encourage you, just like Hannah did, to do likewise so that God can allow the things that he wants you to do to come to pass in your life. Amen? When we read the scriptures, well, Lamentations chapter 3, reading from verse 25 to 28, says, The Lord is good to those who hope is in, whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Amen. You know, the scripture is saying that at times it is so necessary to wait in silence in God's presence. You think about it when you're studying maybe for an exam or if you're doing something that requires a lot of thought or attention. If there's noise and there's distractions, it's difficult for you to really home in and, and focus on what you're doing. So when it comes to the things of God and the things of your life, God wants us, God wants you and I to be in a position where we quietly come into his presence. We come in, we put all distractions to one side. And we wait in his presence to hear what God has to say to us. Matthew 6 verse uh, 6 to 8 says, When you pray, go to your room and close the door. It says, pray privately to your father who is with you. Your father sees what you do in private and he will reward you. And it says, when you pray, don't ramble like heathens who think that they'll be heard if they talk a lot. Don't be like them. Then it says, your father knows what you need even before you ask him. Can you imagine that? So when you're praying, you're not even going to God in prayer with trying to compile some argument that you're trying to bring or some presentation that you're trying to bring to God and say, you know, this, 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 this is the thing I'm believing for. These are the reasons in my mind I, I believe that, God, you should answer 
these things. The Bible is saying that even before you bring your request, he already knows what it is that you're bringing. So with that, it means that when we come before him, knowing that he knows, we don't have to come in, the, in, in like the natural way of, do, of doing it, where we come with our long presentation. But because he knows, the way that, I, that, the, that to me when I meditate on this, the way that we come before him is that we just appeal to him. Be like, Lord, thank you. Please answer my prayer. Favor me. You know what's on my heart, so I'm begging you, please, favor me. That's how we come before him, because he knows what it is. Before you brought your, your, your uh, request, he already knows what it is. So you appeal to the heart of God. You know, there's, there's a scripture, I've forgotten, I think it's in the, one of the parables um, in the New Testament. And it's, it's the parable of the, the woman who was knocking on her neighbor's door and asking for a particular request. And they kept, the person kept asking, kept asking. And the neighbor eventually got tired and eventually uh, responded to their request. And the Bible says that the person didn't answer their request because of, uh, let's say that because they necessarily needed that thing. But it's because it's almost as though that just to keep them quiet and just for them to stop asking, it just gave them what they, what they want. And that was it. It was an indication of at times how God can be with us. That if, if we petition God and bring our, the things in our heart before him and we continually bring it before him and we continually bring it before him and we continually bring it before him, God in his grace will say, you know what? Because you've been appealing, my daughter, my son, receive the answer. So we're encouraged when something is on our heart, continually bring those things before the Lord as a routine you bring it before him and as we do so I believe that God will respond to the faith that we have as we petition him in that way Mark chapter 1 I'm reading from verse 35 to 37 it said before daybreak the next morning Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. And when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. Again, you see the theme here. Going to a private place. Jesus himself went to an isolated place to pray. Jesus was deliberate to remove himself from his disciples. Removing himself from those he was in relationship with. And spending time with his father. And this is exactly the essence of when we tarry in the presence of God. You separate yourself. You put your phone away. You turn the TV off. You, whatever it is that's going to cause you to focus on God. You may have worship music playing. That's not a problem. But anything that will cause you to focus on him, where it's just you and him, that is the essence of tarrying and being still in the presence of God. You know, I mentioned before about uh, using the book of Psalms uh, as, a, as a way of, when you're tarrying, telling God, this is what your word says. So you're speaking God's word back to him because God is a person of his word. If God says 
something that he's going to do, he would do it. And then we can hold him, God, you said X, Y, Z, and he will do because God honors his word. So we encourage to speak the word of God back to him as we tarry and we spend time in his presence. And it reminds me of the, the, the story in, um, in the uh, New Testament of Peter walking on water. Now, we know, we know the story. But the interesting thing about this story was when the storm took place and then Peter saw the image of Jesus on the water and he saw him walking and he said, Jesus, if that's you, if that's really you, you know, call, command me to come. And then Jesus said, yes, it's me, come. And then Peter began to walk on water. And then we know the story. As soon as he started focusing on the wind and everything, he began to sink. But the interesting thing was that Peter, sorry, was walking on water, but actually Peter was walking on the word of God. That's what he was walking on. Now, physically, he was walking on water. We know that. But spiritually, it's the word he was walking on because God said to him, it is me, so come and walk. So he responded to God's word. And by responding, a miracle took place. He began to walk on water. Now, has anyone walked on water before? Try me, I can't even swim. So I can't even get in the water and stay afloat, let alone walk. I could swim, and that's a long story. But how many of us have attempted to walk on water? It's not something that people do because the law of physics, it doesn't happen. But see, the law of physics does not apply when it comes to God's word. It's faith and focusing on God's word. And that's what Peter did. He responded to God's word. And that's what allowed him to walk on water. So I want to encourage us as we, and again, as we're entering into 2024, the new year, as we bring our petitions to God, first and foremost, tarry in God's presence. Listen to what God is saying to you about next year. Maybe it's so far because the year has been so busy, you've not had a time to sit down and say, Lord, you know what, okay, this, this year is coming. What do you want me to do? What is it that you're saying to me about 2024? Maybe you've not had a chance to do that. Before we end this session today, I want to do that at least a good few minutes. I want us to just spend time in the presence of God and allow God to speak to us, to hear what he has to say for 2024. So very quickly, what does tarrying look like in practice? Very quickly. So firstly, it could be a time, a whole time, Spending in prayer. Spending maybe like the whole night praying and seeking God's face. That's an example of how, what tarrying could look like for some of us. Depending on how desperate we are to hear from God. The whole night hearing what God has to say. Trust me, that will never be a, a, a night in vain at all. Or it could be a specific time that you spend just sitting and waiting in God's presence. Hearing, listening, what is God saying to me about a particular situation? could be a time filled again with, um, I mentioned about having worship in the background and praying. Um, and also a time, it could be where you're in church, like now. And it's a time where even as I'm speaking, God is mentioning things or just dropping things in your spirit about, about things that he wants you to do, things that he wants you now to push and take forward. So generally speaking, tiring it is an action that helps us to wait, but it also strengthens our faith when you spend time in the presence of God. And one thing I'll say is this, that it's crucial for us to really refrain from any, I'll say, independent action 
outside of uh, God's leading in order for us to achieve our goals. Anything outside of the leading of God that you're focusing on to achieve a goal, I encourage you to be very careful in how you focus on those things. Be very deliberate to focus on God's word and the leading of his spirit when you plan things going ahead. And that's why, as I say, tarrying is so important because you are positioning yourself to hear what God is saying to you. It's like when, you know, old school radios, if you want to hear um, a particular broadcast, you can't just turn the radio on and expect the thing. You have to tune the radio to the frequency that you want it to be. And then once it's on that frequency and it's, and, and it's been tuned to the right way, then you can hear clearly exactly what that particular frequency and the people that are speaking, what they're saying. And it's the same when it comes to when God speaks. If you don't position yourself in, and, and separate other things and tune in for God to speak, God will be speaking, but you won't be hearing. God will be saying many things about your life that he wants you to know for now and for the years ahead, but you won't be hearing them. You'll be ignorant of what God is trying to say to you about your life. But as we tarry, we position ourselves to hear exactly what God is saying to us concerning our lives. There's a scripture in, in Job chapter 14, verse 14. It says, in fact, Job said this, said, I will wait until my change comes. Amen. Imagine that. I will wait until my change comes. All that Job went through, as we know, God took everything, well, God allowed everything in his life that he had to be taken away, even his own family. All of them, children killed, all his possessions gone. God allowed all of this thing, these things to happen to him, but yet Job had the sense of mind to still bring himself in a position to pray, to seek God, to tarry in his presence. And then he said this, I will wait until my change comes. Only through tarrying in God's presence can somebody in his position say such a thing. So I encourage us to depend on the Holy Spirit as we tarry, as we wait on the presence of God. Acts chapter 1, 4. Again, it says, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he saith, he, you have heard from me. Wait for the promise from the Father. So it, again, this is uh, the Apostle Paul talking about the apostles waiting for the Holy Spirit to come in order for them now to be in a position to do the will of God. And I believe that as we are now awaiting uh, this coming year, that there's a new grace that the Holy Spirit wants to pour upon us and communicate with us and share with us concerning next year and beyond. But we have to position ourselves. We have to be deliberate to be and to enter into the presence of God in order to hear what God is saying. So very quickly, there's some quick obstacles to tarrying that we all know, but I'll very quickly share them. 
The first one is us, ourselves. We are an obstacle when it comes to being in God's presence. We can stop ourselves because of our own routines, because of our mindset, because of the way that maybe we, we just, uh, um, the way we just, you know, focus or process things. We can be a, a, an obstacle when it comes to tarrying. So by the grace of God, God will help to discipline us in our spirits. The second thing is our phones and social media. It's amazing how we can spend one or two hours on our phone, just flicking our phone will be going up and down, up and down, up and down. Before you know it, two, three hours have gone from nowhere. When in that time, you could have spent time deliberately in the presence of God, separating yourself and allowing God to speak to you. So imagine in that time that you spent on social media, imagine the amount of things God wanted to say to you in that time and share with you. But it's about us being deliberate to put ourselves in that position. So self and our phones or social media, obstacles. Another one, again, is our flesh, our carnal nature. At times, having this mindset of always wanting to be entertained with certain things. We prefer certain entertainments as opposed to being in the presence of God. To be fair, again, it all boils down to us, ourselves. So these are the hindrances that the enemy brings deliberately to stop us from tarrying in the presence of God. Galatians 5.16 says, Then I say, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Church, we're encouraged by God to walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide our steps. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12 to 13 says, Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It will never go out. Each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13, remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. Amen. You see, we are the priests in this scripture. And our prayers that we bring before God are the fire that is supposed to burn on that altar. And the scripture says that our fire must never go out. In other words, our prayers must never end. That's why it says that we pray without ceasing. Because God himself knows that if we want anything, if he wants things to change in this world, he will use us to make the change. But those changes only come as we spend time seeking God in prayer. So church, I encourage each one of us to get into the habit of tarrying in the presence of God. So right now, I want us to do an exercise of tarrying. And I want you, I'm sure all of you have got phones, yeah? You all, you all have your phones. If, you, if I could ask you, go into your phone where you can make a, 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 like a note that you can save, okay? And I want you to write down in your phone, in your, in your note part of your phone, one or two goals that you're believing God for for next year. So get your phone, go into your note part, 
and write down one or two goals that you are believing for for next year. If it's more than two, fine. If you can remember, if, you, if, if they're on your heart, then write it down. But one minimum or at least two. And write down that goal. And make sure you put today's date in the note to make sure that you this to mark the day that you've made that you've uh, uh, put this uh, goal down so right now as you bring that those goals that you've written down we're going to spend some minutes and we're going to tarry in God's presence. Now I want to encourage you as best as you can. Focus on God. I believe that whatever goals that you've written down, that there is, there are instructions that God wants to give to you to show you how these goals are going to come about. So right now, eyes closed, head bowed, we're going to tarry in God's presence. We're going to wait in his presence. And we're going to present these goals before the Lord. Say, Lord, speak. We're appealing to him. Remember, he knows the things on our hearts before we even ask him. So we're saying, Lord, favor us. We're saying, Lord, please, according to your will, favor us concerning these goals. So church, and those at home, let's begin to tarry in his presence. Thank you, Father. Lord, we wait on you right now. Plead with you, Lord, favor your children. We present these goals to you, O oh God. We say, favor us. Favor us, Lord. Lord, we take the posture of Samuel in your word. When you spoke to Samuel and he didn't recognize your voice, he says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So, Lord, we say the same to you. Speak, Lord, as your servants, we are listening to you. So speak to us. Give us your instructions, O oh God, concerning these goals concerning 2024 and beyond. Thank you, Father. Again, as you're praying, as you're tarrying, anything that drops in your spirit concerning these goals, again, write it in your phone. Make a note of those things. It could be a picture, it could be a word, it could be a scripture. 
an impression of something, you know, whatever has come to you, just make a note of it and write it down. Thank you, Jesus. I also want you to bring your giftings before the Lord. You know, I've mentioned this before. Every one of us has gifts and talents that God has given to us. And there are things that God wants us to do with those gifts. Generally, to advance his kingdom. But also specifically within the church, within this church, CLF, Medway. And again, I want you to just bring your gifts and talents before the Lord. And let's ask him, Lord, show me how you want me to use these gifts to advance your kingdom. But also show me how you want me to use my gifting as part of your local church. So right now, let's do, do that. Thank you, Father. Speak to us, Lord. As your servants, we are listening to you. We present our giftings before you. The talents you've given to us, we thank you for these giftings. We thank you for these talents. We are asking, oh God, that you will grant us strategy as to how to use these giftings to advance your kingdom. Be it at home, be it at work, in, in business with our neighbors. But also show us how these giftings, that we can use them to be a blessing within your church, within CLF Medway. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. As we were praying, I had an, an image of a catapult. And the catapult was like a, like a small stone that was put on it. And then the stone and the catapult pushed or kind of the contraption of the catapult went into action and the stone flew it went so far and I believe that God is saying that as we are deliberate to tarry in his presence with our lives on a day to day And as we give God his word, we speak God's word over our lives, that God will begin to catapult us, take us, places that we think that we can't go. God will take us far and beyond. As we present ourselves to him, Futarian, in his presence. 
So Father, we thank you. Lord, I pray for each one, that Lord, that you will help us as a lifestyle to tarry in your presence. Thank you, Lord.